is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here. I'm here with Carter, and this is the first preview episode of the 2020 season. Welcome in. Carter, have you renewed your ACC Network subscription yet? Always wouldn't start a season without it. Well, I have. I will. And I did. (laughs) And I'm not renewing it until probably Saturday morning because I don't want to pay them any extra money. Yeah, you show them that while you still pay them. Well, I have to watch the game this Saturday. It's annoying. I don't watch any other ACC Network programming, though. I don't know who does. I'm sure there's people out there. I'm sure it's great. No, no. It's awful. (laughs) (laughs) If you say so. Uh, Also, did you know that this Saturday is Memorial Stadium's 78th birthday? I did not know. Happy birthday, Memorial. You know, I was thinking about this, that I just... I feel like this is what my 78th birthday is going to look like. I'm expecting a ton of people to show up. I'm going to look my best. Grass cut. Just smell real nice. And then only 25% of my friends will show up for my birthday party. (laughs) That's what poor old Memorial is going to look like this weekend. Glad you're planning your 78th birthday all the way out. That's right. You're not invited, though. So uh, That's right. It's 50 years from now. (laughs) 51 for me. Uh, okay, last question for you. Did you know that Clemson is 41-1 and at home since 2014? I did know that, yes. You sent me that stat right before we started. Yeah, there you go. Way to give it away. That's right. Okay, so you know the answer already, so tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well, I'm actually watching the highlights of it right now. Uh, <laughs> Thanks uh, for sharing. I can't see. <laughs> they lost a pit in 2014. 2016. 2016. Way to screw that up. I can't even read. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last time they've lost at home. Yeah, it's actually rather crazy. It is crazy. Strangely, that's the. It, it seems to be that you're the expert, the local expert on this game. It's the most you've talked about anything Clemson. And as I'm watching time. the highlights right now, <laughs> <laughs> I know they lost on a last-second field goal before I watched the uh, highlights of it, but. Um, I'll so tell you. You afterwards. already knew more than I did. I didn't. Remember I don't think that. fans are really wanting to know about that game right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> considering they're playing the Citadel this week, I'm not sure there's a ton more to talk about necessarily. But we'll find something to talk about. Okay, so this episode we're gonna give you a brief little news update. We're gonna give you the Citadel preview, and then, oh my goodness, I've been waiting so long for this game. The best freaking game in podcast history: Clemson or Clemson out. Are you excited? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go around the program. It's always a big news week for the Clemson Tigers. Let's go around the program and discuss the biggest stories. If you haven't heard already, the best new feature of this podcast, if I do say so myself, is that on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I bring you a daily Clemson football news update. It's a short episode, three to five minutes, and I bring you the top three headlines from that day in Clemson football. That's simple. So what would have been in last year would have been around the program, the segment that we're about to do right now is now instead on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's really short, really informative. I encourage you to listen to it. So now you can listen to this podcast every single day. 
Okay, but I am gonna bring you one piece of news and it's about the November election. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about politics, just chill. No, no, Deshaun Watson just threw a reception. <laughs> Where is are he you throwing that? Right on the goal line. Are you still watching this game? I am watching highlights. Okay. I am going to be informative about this. <laughs> Way to be the expert. That, that's just the perfect illustration of what this podcast is. We're here to bring you 2016 highlights. Uh, also, probably like the worst memory in, in one of the worst memories in Clemson football history. What, it's only four years behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're here for you to bring you the old up, all the, the uh, old highlights. So actually, here's what I need you to do. Keep watching it and uh, give us continual updates throughout the episode. Can you do that for us? I can do that. Okay. Okay, back to the November election. Just kidding. Uh, the NCAA has voted and decided that there will be no football practices on the day of the election. And this is to allow players to go vote and to perform their civic duty, which is great. Uh, however, Dabo Sweeney had planned to allow the players to go vote. He was going to give them time, but he was also going to have a practice that day. And this is important because guess what week that is? Notre Dame week. Wow, look at you coming in clutch. Yeah, it's not Doing like the research. Did you? Okay, thank you for doing that. It's not like they're playing the Citadel that week. They're playing Notre Dame. Now, of course, Notre Dame isn't going to be practicing that day either, so they're going to miss that. But uh, that's just something to keep an eye on. I don't know how Dabo feels about it, but... I also have a question about that with the sure. NCAA. So they're allowing them to go vote, but are they paying players this year? <laughs> uh, do you need me to answer that? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, the answer is no. They're really looking out for those players. Yeah, but they're giving them time off. I wish my work would give me some time off to go vote. You could ask. Could. You know what the answer is going to be, though. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for that reason. Okay, so that's the only uh, news headline we're going to give you today. Again, you can get all the other news headlines on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All right, let's hop right into the Citadel preview. Let's boil it down right now. Clemson's going to win, right? Hard facts. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it. See you next week. <laughs> No, I, this is such a tough game, and I feel like, uh, actually, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, how do we uh, have a podcast when Clemson crushes all their teams all the time? It's not like they're always, there's like this immediate threat that they're playing really good teams every week. I wish they were, because that would give us better things to talk about. But there are some things we can discuss and things that we would like to see this week when Clemson plays a Citadel. And something that we can all look forward to, actually, is this thing called Death Valley Live. Have you heard about this? I have not actually, no. Probably not, okay. Uh, so every home game, because fans can't come and experience the actual atmosphere of the 78-year-old Memorial Stadium uh, this year, they're instead going to be producing, uh, like an hour before the game, they're going to produce um, just this really cool highlight show of uh, what it's like on game day to be a part of Clemson. So they're going to show, give you some inside looks of like, you know, the run down the hill in the locker room, all these different things. I think it'll be fun. They're also going to have a halftime show. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I still highly suggest going in person whenever they can. People can. It's a really cool experience. That's for sure. Nothing the video can show you exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll probably have to be next year. Yeah. I mean, so I'm just saying though. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But out of the actual football team, there are three specific things that I'd like to see. The first one is I want to see the offense play with tempo again. They did a really great job of that in the first game. Um, 
if you were listening actually to one of the news updates this week, I talked about this. Um, and so this is going to be rehashed for the, for those of you who did listen. So sorry about that. But Clemson ran 82 plays in the game on, uh, last week. Last year, their average was 72 plays a game. Now, most importantly, in the first half, when most of the stars were playing, they ran 50 plays. So obviously, obviously things slowed down once the second unit got in. But I kept I keep thinking, I keep comparing it to the beginning of last year when they played Georgia Tech and how we got on this podcast and we were kind of like, we're not really in love with the way that the offense was played. We weren't in love with the way the offense played, and it took several weeks beyond that. So I was really pleased with the way the starters came out and played this first week on offense. I want to see that continue. And Clemson is just, for some reason, they they start slow, whether it's in a game or even over the course of a season, they always start slow. So this would be a really great change of pace if they decided to just pick up the tempo and, and that got the offense on track. Trevor Lawrence really seemed to be comfortable with that. Yeah, that's right. There's something just about tempo that you see like a football team that plays with tempo, like everything just flows smoothly. And most of the time, like you don't see negative plays then like everything's moving forward. And that's what we saw last week against Wake Forest. So it was good to see. Hopefully it continues. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of times you see that with teams who hurry up because they're doing the two-minute drill at the end of a half or end of a game. And they start clicking. You're like... Well, most teams nowadays are a lot of no huddle and things like that. But there's... Like most teams do it. Doesn't mean most teams are good at it, actually. There's a difference between being good and just doing it. Exactly. And Clemson is more than capable of being good at it. Yeah. And we saw that in the first week. So this this is just another week. You know, the Citadel isn't going to put up much of a fight. Let's put it that. I mean, excuse me. I don't mean to disrespect the Citadel. They'll put up a fight, (laughs) but it won't be a good one. And so this is a great chance for the first and second units to really get comfortable moving quick. And making that happen. Tony Elliott has emphasized it, the uh, Clemson offensive coordinator. So let's hope they continue to do that this game. All right, the second thing that I want to see on the other side of the ball, I want to see the secondary play well. Now, last week, Clemson was missing uh, Darion Kendrick and Mario Goodrich, two of their top corners. So it's understandable that they didn't look super clean. And it was the first game of the season. They didn't look super clean last week, though. So I, I, I'd like to see that cleaned up. You think the same thing? I do, yeah. I've been watching a lot of film on their secondary here recently. I don't want to see them give up 300 yards like they did against Pitt in 2016. <laughs> <In> 2016. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, yeah, we want to see some secondary play well. No, no, I want to hear more of your 2016 input here. <laughs> Who are the players? Who are the players on defense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said oh, you haven't gone wa- that far yet. You were just watching a lot of film, so I thought you were an expert here. Oh, no, not quite yet. Now, but... You did just mention to me uh, the name James connor though he kind of whispered yeah. it to me over there i totally forgot he played for Pitt. he also just ran for a touchdown so <laughs> that's why i moved him out of my memory he's with the steelers now yeah he's on my fantasy team oh he was on my fantasy team last year he was a baller let's see what he does this year yeah anyways well, you, you just beat me last week actually okay moving on again the secondary needs to play well it again this was the issue with this clemson team last year too even on defense now their defense was great and uh, we thought coming into last season that it was going to be the, the defensive line. Remember that? Instead, it was the secondary that really hurt this team. And we saw that especially in the championship game. I had to bring that up, but it happened in the championship game. Um, so I wish I actually knew a little bit more about the Citadel as far as what they run offensively. Hopefully I don't know. It's not the option. 
<laughs> you never know. Uh, but I mean, I sort of wish they were just like a, a fun and gun type of team just so that we could challenge the secondary a little bit uh, to try to get them in the groove. Just like we want to see the offense get in the groove, we need to see the secondary really lock down receivers. Yeah, we don't want to see those garbage points. Like, we don't want to see the Citadel put up 24 points on Clemson. Like, keep them under 10 points. That's what we want to see. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, th- I think that'll happen again. They're getting some reinforcements back in, into the fold. So that'll be good. And I expect it, I expect them, excuse me, to be much sharper this game. Okay, and the last thing that I really would like to see in this game is uh, I really need to see the outside receivers pop in this game. We all know what Amari Rogers can do. He showed up last week. He was the leading receiver. And then we saw Brandon Galloway as well. Braden Galloway, excuse me, really come out and show that he's a threat as well on the inside. So that leaves us with, uh, you know, the middle of the field is good. We're good with Amari Rogers running up the seam. Same with the tight ends. Now we really need to see that vertical uh, threat from the outside receivers. We need to see Joseph Ngata. We need to see Frank Latson. They need to show up this season where they're gonna have plenty of opportunity too with etn opening up like our run game is strong oh yeah Yeah. so that's that's that'll be opening up i think maybe not quite yet but teams know (laughs) so do you etn is on there do you feel like in the last game they didn't set up you know they didn't set up the pass enough with the run or i just feel like I, I mean, these outside receivers are so big. I just expected them to, to be making like T. Higgin and, no, and Justin Ross type I, plays. I don't think you can gauge much on the game. First off, they only played a half, basically. True. It was such a weird circumstance. It probably didn't even really feel like a game. Probably just felt like a scrimmage. I mean, it felt like a scrimmage watching it with no fans there and things like that. So I, it was a weird circumstance. I think they'll come out better uh this next next game it's the citadel obviously they're only going to play a half again probably so it's hard to get into a groove i think um but i think there'll be two or three deep bombs i think that they'll connect on okay fair enough yeah and these guys are still young by the way it's not like they're entrenched starters and you know joseph and played a lot last year but this is his first real chance to be the guy and some some players just need to grow into that and so uh, let's hope that they start this next week and they really uh, run up the score on the Citadel just by tossing it over the top. I'd love to see that because they really need that vertical threat, which is something that they had last year. It's kind of funny. They're sort of the opposite. So last year we were always complaining about they couldn't seem to put together like long drives and said it was these explosive plays, which was great. But this year so far, I've seen in the first game <laughs> so far in one game, <laughs> Uh, we've seen them make that those plotting drives where they would pick up 10 yards, those chunks of yards where you really start to wear down the defense, but we didn't see a ton of explosive plays. Well, I think that has to do with the maturity though of Trevor Lawrence now and ETN and all of that. Like obviously Trevor Lawrence is the key to that. He's just mature now. So he's not just trying to throw dimes down the field the whole time. He's more relaxed and patient now. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, I, th- I think it'll take some time for them to all find some continuity and uh, we'll be there in a couple of games. Let's hope so. Okay, so uh, we'll probably in, in the future when they're playing better opponents, give you a little bit more in-depth of a preview, but <laughs> I didn't want to take the time for a, an opponent like the Citadel. I just wanted to have fun today. So those are my general, those are my surface ideas. And uh, if you have other ideas, you're welcome to hit us up on social media and bring those to us. And uh, we'll give you a shout out next in the next episode. Okay. I've, 
I can't even hold my excitement in right now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's time for Clemson or Clemson out. Let's go. Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems in or Clems out. This is the simplest game, but just it brings me the most joy. It's it's very simple. The way it works is our producer Becky, which who we're glad to welcome back to the podcast. I don't think we've talked to Becky at all this year. So she's going to ask us a question here in a second. And we're going to answer Clemson, get it, or Clemps out. Really creative, huh? I came up with that. I think that's why I like it. Okay, let's, let's move You're on still here. so proud of yourself. I know I am. In or out, Trevor Lawrence gets to 300 consecutive passes without an interception. Excellent job, Becky, and excellent question. Let me give you a little background to this question. So Trevor Lawrence, to this point, has thrown 267 consecutive passes without an interception. If he throws four more attempts without an interception, he will pass Drew Weatherford for the third longest streak in ACC history. Congrats, I think he can do that. But he needs 33 more attempts without an interception to record only the third 300 pass streak without an interception in conference history. So there's the question. Do you think he reaches that point? Oh, I'm sure he does. Like, first off, we're playing the Citadel this week, and then we play Virginia next week. I don't think either secondary uh, we're scared of at all. So uh, so you have full confidence, it sounds like. I think so. I'm Clemson. I also think it's rather goofy to uh, talk about three, go to 300 consecutive passes when we're taking from, like, last season. Yes, it's still consecutive, but like there's a <laughs> yeah. whole bunch of time in between there. So it's sort of cheating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Clemson, we're not, not going to count it. I'm Clemson, by the way, on this. But, but you know what? We're not going to count it. If he gets there, he's got to complete 300 passes this season for it to count. Thank in, you. Yes. In, exactly in our what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. Very keep good. high standards for him, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Dabo wants leadership. We want accountability. There it is. We want better. In or out. Clemson will score 50 points more times than they did last year. All right, a little background information on this. Last season, they scored seven times over 50 points. So the question is, will they score more this season? Now, obviously, they have less games as of right now this season. How many less games? Are they only playing eight or nine this season? Mm, good question. Looking it up right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. Eleven games. Okay. Um, so it'll be pretty close. Actually, yeah. So that doesn't really play it as much of a factor. Um, but they did score over seventy points. Not over seven. Excuse me. <laughs> scored wow. over fifty points seven times last season. What do you think? Man, I'm going to be clumps out on this. And what's crazy is I think the offense is going to be even better this year than it was last year. But, man, that's that's a tough pace to keep. And I was looking at some of the opponents. It's not like they were, again, they weren't playing the Citadel every week. They were playing, granted, they were playing ACC opponents, Power 5 opponents. But they were putting up 50 points on Power 5 opponents. It's like, that. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So... That's a, that's a tough uh, pace to continue. I'm going to be Clemps out on that. I'm also going to be Clemps out. I I don't think they're looking for... I think last season they were trying to prove themselves. 
so much to where this season they're just trying to go undefeated and just beat teams outright. They don't really, they don't care what people are talking about now. Yeah, they're, they're just they they're seemed, for wins. Yeah, they seemed really relaxed in the first week, and uh, which is just the total. And I think it, they've they've taken on the demeanor of Trevor Lawrence, and you could see that he exactly. was pushing last year. He's not pushing this year. He just seems more mature, more confident. And I think the team has taken on that demeanor. Exactly. You I and mean, you would see them force, like they're they're not forcing that. Like they only put up 37 points against Wake Forest. Is anyone talking about that they only put up 37 points? No, because exactly. that's not what college football is about this season. It's just about if people are actually going to play football games. Yeah. So true. All right. So we're both clumps out on that. Let's get to the final question. In or out? Does Clemson need to win the Natty to maintain their premier status? Man, oh man, I am so glad you asked that question. I've been thinking about this a little bit. I may or may not be somewhat of a Florida fan to some degree. Uh, we had an uncle who played there. I, I've got Florida in my blood a little bit. And looking back on the Tebow era and the Urban Meyer era, those teams were so talented. It was incredible. Now, by the time that Tebow was the starting quarterback, they ended up winning one national championship. They won one when he was a freshman, so I don't really count that as him leading the team. But that team was so talented. And looking back on it now, like in the moment, I was pretty happy with that. I was like, yeah, national championship, great. But now looking back, I just think, good grief, why didn't we win more national championships? (laughs) And so that got me thinking a little bit, like, is this sort of where we are with Clemson as well? So they win, they get one as when Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. Great. But then they kind of, I mean, they lose last year. And then, and then if they lose this year on top of it, I think you could look back on it and, and say, man, that was a disappointment. And so anyway, that was just something I was thinking about. And so coming into this question, I, I'm going to have to say, I mean, I, I guess it's a whole different question here, but to com- to compete excuse me, to maintain their premier status. Um, I don't think they have to win the national championship, but you remember after they after they crushed Alabama, everyone was like, Clemson is the best program in the country. And so in that sense, actually, you know what? I keep changing my mind back and forth. I'm gonna be Clemson on this. And it really just depends on who, if they uh, don't win the national championship, it depends on who wins it. So if Alabama wins it, they again, usurp Clemson and become the premier program in the country. But I'll just say, I think it's a more important point. And something we need to think about is there should be some pressure on this team, because if you go, if you have three seasons with Trevor Lawrence and he, and we only win one national championship with him, and this is bringing in the best recruiting classes in Dabo Sweeney's, his career, it's going to be, it should, and it is going to be a disappointment. You also have, like, they all, they are getting to the championship too, though, every year, though. Does that change anything? No. So they have to win it. So I think that helps in the premier status. But yeah, in my mind, it, if they go to the national championship this year and lose, I'm going to be really disappointed. I'm going to look back on this, this, this three-year period with Trevor Lawrence and this super incredibly talented team and say, good grief, we should have won at least two national championships. Don't you have to take into the play though, like last season, like Joe Burrow too. Like you think Trevor Lawrence is better than Joe Burrow? Yeah. You think LSU was just as talented as Clemson was last year? Mm, Maybe, I guess. 
because that does change a little bit if they they're this talented but then they faced up against a team that's even more talented yeah you have to take circumstances you can't just take it all sure. in whole but i get what you're saying with that because like there's a difference from being like premier status of like winning national championships all the time like alabama and then there's teams that like go to these like these teams that win all the time like the biggest one i can think of is i hear all the time like oregon like they win a whole bunch of games they go to these things but when it counts they don't ever actually win anything so they're like they're a premier team but like what have they won i think clemson's just above that category like they're in between like the alabamas and oregons and like oh really like wisconsin like there's like another team that like wins a whole bunch of games but like what do they actually win though i think clemson is right there to pass that hump like they've been in the national championship how many years in a row now three like i don't think either way if they're winning or losing it's not affecting their like recruiting like they're top five recruiting still and they're going to stay that way for a while yeah and I, I see your point you know if you take the past decade and you were to tell someone from the decade previous to that and if you were to tell them hey clemson's going to win two national championships in, in this next decade that. they'd be like heck yeah baby yeah and i you know i was i'm like yeah i'm not disappointed in clemson i'm just saying that and, and this is actually this is a result of all of their success people have started questioning have you heard this questioning uh, nick saban because he hasn't won a national championship in a couple of seasons they're like uh oh is he slipping are they slipping that's only because they've been at the mountaintop for so long that when they don't win every other year or every season, people start questioning like, oh, we're kind of disappointed. I can't believe they didn't win. That's the problem. Though. Like, That's literally just saying like your problem is like you're too good. <laughs> no, like, and if you don't hold up to like these crazy standards, then like you're horrible. I don't think it's crazy, though, to expect Clemson's the, the odds on favorite to win it this year without a oh, doubt. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, they're ranked first. Well, so. It's such a weird season, though. So. I, well, okay, I, like things can happen. I understand that. We'll see once the SEC starts. I mean, those are the only team that's gonna any teams that are gonna have a chance right now are SEC teams. I, we'll see about Big Ten and Pac-12 if they ever if they ever actually play. But I think it's gonna feel like two separate seasons. I feel like it's true. It's true. And I know this is an unusual season. I just started seeing some of the correlations between my fandom for Tim Tebow and that Florida team. And in the moment, I was like, okay. I mean, I was disappointed the last season when I lost to Alabama, but you know, I was pretty happy with a couple of championships in his, you know, like in his era. But looking back on it, I'm, I'm like, wow, we should have won even more. And so I'm, I'm just afraid that's going to happen with this team. If, if that could win the championship, I think they're going to win the championship this year. But if they don't, we're going to look back on this era and say. Uh, you should have had at least one more championship added to that to the trophy. Yeah, case. I mean, I think it'll obviously be disappointing. I don't think I'm uh, as far along those lines just because, like, premier status. Like, they're still going to the championship every year. They're still competing. Like, they're not. Well, I guess last last championship against LSU wasn't that close of a game, but I. It only takes one year to get knocked off the pedestal. And I think they're still there right now, but if they lose this year, they'll be knocked off. We'll see. I'm just trying to create some drama in this season, you know? I mean, we got to create something because right now there's nothing going on. Okay, well, let me give you a hot take. If Clemson loses to the Citadel, <laughs> they will no longer be a premier program. How's that for a take? I think I can agree on that. Okay, good, one. good. good. good one. 
Okay, so that does it for Clemson and Clemson out. And unfortunately, that does it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. We will be back on Monday to give you a recap episode of Clemson crushing the Citadel. It's perfect timing. As I'm, Pitt just beat Clemson on a last second field goal. You had to bring that up. Wait, should we do a play-by-play real quick? Oh, we can do that for sure. Okay, yeah. give it a quick rewind. Turn it my way. Lining up with 12 seconds left to go in the game. How long of a kick is this? It is a 48-yard field goal. Clemson's up 42 to 40. It's at home. Oh, this is painful. Oh, oh and goodness. the kick's up. It can't be good. No, it, this it is can't. awful radio. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. <laughs> the end zone looks so ugly. <laughs> wow. Oh, they're dancing on the end zone now. Those Four years since they lost there, huh? That was dirtbag. Who's <laughs> 23 on Clemson? Like, no, it's no good. Who <laughs> is right in the middle of the uprights? <laughs> okay, all right. We will see you on Monday. Yeah.